What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we will be discussing recent college football news. So let's start with the COVID opt-outs. And there are a lot of big names here that have opted out of the 2020 college football season, starring Rondale Moore, the wide receiver from Purdue, and Chandler Wooten, Josh Jackson, Micah Parsons, and even Jacob Panaschuk. So, Henry, what do you think about all these players opting out of the season? You know, Andrew, there's certain players that I do agree with, such as guys like Rondale Moore and Micah Parsons, and even maybe Chandler Wooten, because those guys have a future in the NFL right now that are guaranteed, and I think that there's really no point of playing for them, because they're already going to be quite possibly first-round picks for all of them, but Josh Jackson and Jacob Panishuk, I don't, I don't know with those two because I understand there was a lot of health concerns and I don't know exactly their living situation. And obviously I understand anybody who wants to opt out just because they don't feel comfortable playing. But I think it's an interesting decision to see guys like that opt out. So Elliot, what do you have to say on this? I mean, I completely agree with you. I think the guys like Micah Parsons, and, you know, guys like Rondale Moore and Chandler Wooten who have the NFL potential. And, you know, I just think that it's not worth taking the risk to play. And we did hear some big news that the star Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, will be playing this year. So, I mean, at least we're seeing not like Heisman contenders. I mean, we don't know for sure, but obviously a big name in the Heisman race so far. And, you know, I mean, I'm excited for the season if it happens, and I really hope it does. Yeah, Elliot, I'm really happy we don't see all the big names start dropping out of this season, even though Rondale Moore and Micah Parsons are really up there, and they should, they could have a really good draft. And do you know what? I think it is a smart decision to opt out here, and I, I agree with them, because why risk the, your health to play a season that potentially – doesn't really matter for you because for Rondale Moore let's just say he's projected I believe a first round pick so why play if he's already gonna get drafted most likely no reason to risk your health not only for injury while playing but also COVID it just it just doesn't make sense to me and something interesting with Rondale Moore himself actually I mean he announced that he will maintain his uh or uh, actually attain his college degree and enter the NFL draft. So it would be kind of crazy because not only will he probably be an NFL draft choice, but he'll also be a college graduate and an NCAA All-American and the CBS Sports Freshman of the Year all while uh, before he turns 21 years old. So that's just something interesting about Rondale Moore. He has a really great future ahead. And honestly, I'm not mad if these players opt out of the season. Obviously, it will be upsetting because we want to watch some college football. We want to watch the best talent out there. But when it all comes down to it, you have to think of these guys' health and the best decisions for them. And this just might be it, opting out. So I'm not necessarily mad with these stars opting out. That was a great stat you had on Rondale Moore. And he was a second-team SN preseason All-American. And, I mean, he decided to opt out, which we all could agree with. It's the smartest decision with injury risk and COVID risk. But, Henry, why don't you move us on to what we have to talk about next with, that, with the college football season up ahead? 
Yeah, Elliot. And another effect that we have seen because of COVID-19 is all teams will be all power five conferences will be moving away from non-conference games and playing only conference games this year. And I think it's very interesting to see because there's big games that are going to just not happen like Alabama, USC, Oregon against Ohio state and other, and other notable games that we will get to miss. And I think it's, it's unfortunate that we won't get to see them, but conference games, everybody loves watching probably more than out of conference games. So I think I actually like this switch better in, in terms of the strength of and the better amount of games you're going to see this year. Well, Henry, I don't know if I agree with that because you did say you think conference games could be more entertaining than non-conference games. And I don't know if I agree with that because there are a lot of big games that did get canceled that I'm very upset about. And I believe Wisconsin, Notre Dame is one Ohio state, Oregon is one. Michigan, Washington is one. And it just sucks to see that happen because these games are just the most exciting and they could give a potential loss to an Ohio State team. Let's say Oregon upsets them. Now you have Ohio State most likely just dominating the Big Ten. And would I like to see some shakeup with the top teams with possible early losses? Yeah, that, that would be great. It would be great entertainment, and it would be cool to see maybe an Ohio State go down early or a Michigan team go down early or a Notre Dame team go down early. And it's, it's just upsetting to see those games not be able to happen. And also you have to think of the revenue side uh, for college football as a business, they're going to be losing a lot of money from these games being canceled. So obviously you have to think they didn't want these games to be canceled, but it was obviously the choice they had to make because they were getting pressured and it just realistically couldn't go on. There would be too many players catching COVID along the way, too much travel across the country. It just wasn't realistic. Andrew, everything you said, I completely agree with. I think the non-conference games are definitely more exciting than the conference games, especially the early conference games, because by now these teams kind of know each other's playbook and each other's play style. I mean, it's kind of just – it gets a little repetitive to see them playing every year. And we will be missing some games like Ohio State, Oregon, and Wisconsin, Notre Dame, which I was really looking forward to this year. But – I mean, you got you to gotta know what's right. And I think in order for the season to happen, this is what they would have to do in order to keep the players healthy and safe. And it's unfortunate to see, but it's the world we're living in. Yeah, Elliot, unfortunately, we'll have to just live with this. And regardless of what your all of our opinions are on whether we like conference games better or it's just unfortunate to see that those games will be missed. But let's move away from – the effects of COVID-19 real quick into another topic. And I know Elliot is very excited about this next topic. And Tua's brother, Talia Tagovailoa, has been ruled eligible to play quarterback for Maryland next year. And I think it'd be it's going to be very interesting to see if he's going to start or not. I am absolutely loving this behind the camera. I mean – this is going to be a very interesting Maryland team. I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they're going to have a winning record just because it's all conference and Big Ten is obviously one of the strongest Power Five conferences there is. But 
this is huge for the Maryland team. I mean, you have to look at it in the way that what what they're getting. I mean, they're getting a huge name and just just the tug of Iloa name. I mean, you have the third overall pick in his brother, or is it? Yeah, his brother. And Mike Loxley, I'll tell you, put together a nice team, especially in the 2021 upcoming class. And Maryland future is looking well. I mean, you guys might not be a huge Maryland fan, but I'm looking forward to this future. Yeah, Elliot, I have to agree with you. The future is looking bright for Maryland. But what I do have to say is there's some concerns there possibly at the quarterback issue. And also, Henry, or Elliot, I do have to correct you. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, you said he was the third overall pick. He was actually the fifth pick by the Dolphins. I'm but, sorry. But I, he, he should have been the third pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, that well that is debatable, Elliot. But let's let's keep on track here with the Maryland uh, situation there, quarterback, with Talia Tagovailoa being um, granted immediate eligibility to play this season. And this was not expected at all. He had a very late transfer. And – Surprisingly, Elliot did call this exact scenario happening even before the transfer to Maryland. He called the transfer to exactly Maryland. And then he did say that Talia would be granted immediate eligibility. So props to Elliot on that prediction. They're very big, but, uh, but just staying on t- track here. I mean, Maryland, the quarterback issue there, Josh Jackson, their starting quarterback, opted out of this season, which is what we just covered, a huge issue. And now the quarterback uh, competition is between two guys. Of course, Talia Tagovailoa, the younger brother of Tua, who we've been recently talking about just now, and Lance Lejean. And he's really interesting because he was actually a star of a Netflix show, QB1. And he was a high-profile recruit, four-star recruit, and now he's finally getting his chance to shine. I believe he's a true sophomore this season, and he will get his chance to compete for that starting quarterback job. So it'll be interesting to see between Netflix star Lance Lejean and Talia Tagovailoa, younger brother of Tua. So, Elliot, what do you have to say about this? I think this could be like a Mac Jones and uh, Bryce, Bryce Young type of scenario here. I think – you know, you might see Lance Lejean, who has more experience in uh, in the college football world, start for the first um, start for the first couple games, and then when if when and if Maryland starts to kick kick the notch up, I think I think you could see Talia step into that starting role. But I mean, it's just like the MLB season. You know, the first first three games go roll through and you're already a third way through the season with a shorting with a shortened schedule. And I think I I just really think that, you know, Lance Lejean, obviously you mentioned the star of the show. I mean, I don't I honestly didn't do so much research on him, to be honest. I didn't I I think Talia's gonna be the better player overall. And thank you for acknowledging my correct prediction, Andrew. Yeah, Elliot, and I think Talia is more polished and less raw of a talent than Lance. And Talia, I think, just has a really great arm, which will be interesting to see. Talia has an amazing arm. Probably once he uh, his game gets polished up a little more, his arm 
will be one of the best in college football in the future. And Lance Lejean, it will be interesting to see that duo because Lance has really great legs and he's really good at running the ball and escaping the pocket, which will be interesting to see. He is really good at running as a dual threat quarterback. And maybe they put him in there for a read option or two with Talia being taking the main uh, reps there and throwing the ball a lot more to the receivers. So it'll just be interesting to see what happens with that QB competition up in Maryland. I can guarantee you they'll both, they'll both fight for the spot, both having a year under Mike Loxley. But let's move on to, we could perhaps say, the most important topic of the podcast. And will there be a goddamn college football season? I mean, we've all, we all want it, but will it actually happen? Elliot, i got to be honest with you. As much as it, it pains me to say this, it, it's not going to happen, guys. It's, it's not. NFL, I have confidence sort of in because of the fact that it's pros and they're all playing with, for money and they can do a bubble. But it's, it's not going to work for college. And speaking of the, the other division of football, high school has a chance because not everyone's going to get tested. But with everyone being tested and no bubble, it's you already see how the MLB is failing right now. I, I think there's no way that you can allow the college athletes to do this type of thing. You know what, Henry? I partially agree with you there. I do not think the college football season will finish, but I do think they will have a start. And I think right now the teams are looking good with their COVID numbers. There haven't been too many positive tests throughout the country uh, in college football, in the college football world. Obviously here and there a couple per team, but it hasn't been anything like dramatic like the MLB who are really failing there with a bunch of positive tests, having some games even being canceled for them. But I don't see that for college football. I see a startup with them keeping their COVID numbers low until the start of the season. I see them playing a couple games. But I, I think once the games start playing, the COVID numbers will go up. And I, I think that there's going to be a point where the COVID numbers are going to be too high. The health risk is going to be too high. And they're going to have to cancel the season for health risk. And I, I really want to see a football season. I think we all do. But for college football, I, I just think it's unreasonable and just you, not really foreseeable. I can't see college football keeping the COVID numbers low, and especially in a contact sport. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I believe they, there will be a startup in college football, maybe play a game or two maybe three, maybe four, who knows. But I believe at a certain point, they will have to cancel the college football season. Andrew, I don't know what you're talking There's no way there's going to be a startup. I mean, they're not just going to put college athletes on a field when a global pandemic is. Andrew, I see you. What do you have to say? I I'm just confused how you're disagreeing with us. Well, Elliot, I'm disagreeing with you because you said there's no way – that they're putting college athletes on the field um, during a global pandemic. Well, look, they already are doing it with uh, team practices. They're putting them on the same field as other teammates playing contact football. And, and they're doing it. I have to say it's not going great, but it's not going that bad. So I see that 
they think it's possible that they could have a college football season. They think it's very probable. They think it's likely. Practices aren't going too horribly. Why can't games go too horribly? You know what? I, I think that it's a little stupid by college football and by uh, the upper uh, management there and the business to have a season. But you say, how could they put the athletes out there to play? They gave them the chance to opt out, Elliot and Henry. They gave them the chance to opt out. If you don't want to go out there with that health risk, you had the chance to opt out. But all these players who are still on the field practicing with their team, right, preparing for a season, are willing to take that health risk. So that's how you can put college football players, college athletes out on the field. Obviously, there's going to be no fans there. And with the choice of opting out, these players are willing to take that health risk. So that's why players are going to be able to go out on that field. Andrew and Elliot and everyone listening to this, the, the only reason that there's even a consideration of college football being played at this point is because college football is the second biggest sports business in the most sports-driven country in the world. If college football wasn't as big of a business, and if it wasn't ba- as money-based as it is, there would be no discussion and the season would not be played right now. But because it's money-driven, there's a chance that college football will be played this year and even possibly finished because the games that make the most money are the ones at the end. And that's what everyone cares about. These, these people who are making the decisions – aren't caring about people's lives, which is the unfortunate and sad truth. They care about the money, and that's what's going to push them into possibly even having a full season. But, Elliot, I'll let you speak now. I mean, what you just said, it's kind of what America's going through. I mean, you, you got people walking in places with no masks, and they're just not even caring. But back to the play, back to the story, I just think there's no way there – and I – I honestly think there's no way we're going to get a finished NFL season unless they reduce the schedule and make it, you know, only division only. But I, I just think as much of a contact sport as, as football is, I think there's no way. And as you mentioned, Henry, they're, both businesses are huge economically. So it's, it's going to be tough for both businesses. The, the one last thing I have to say on this before I, before I do wrap it up is, like I said, it's, it, these are the also contradicting what I said earlier. These are the two biggest businesses, college football and NFL. So these are probably two that can afford not having a season. Although college, college will struggle. Each co- like The smaller colleges will struggle if a season's canceled, but they, they will be able to afford a missed season. But I think I kind of leaning a lot more towards what Andrew's saying in the possibility of a startup, which is what I hope. I hope it's, I, I hope we at least get a couple games in and it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but before I wrap it up, I'll let you guys talk again. I mean, that was, that was what I was hoping for MLB and NBA, just a couple games, but I mean, look, it's being kind of successful, but Andrew, what do you have to say? Yeah, one last thing I have to say before we wrap it up here is, Elliot, you started talking on it, and it's it's the truth of America right now with this pandemic. 
you see probably people shouldn't be out and about probably shouldn't people shouldn't be in gatherings in uh public together especially without masks but money generates everything within america money is main power of america and especially with these big businesses corporate america cannot stop through a global pandemic and you see college football one of the biggest sports businesses in the world like henry said and in one of the biggest sports countries in the world it's just there's no way they cannot do everything in their power to not create a startup and i believe there will be a startup but I think they will start being pressured by everyone around them and everyone in the business world, especially if the numbers start going up as they play. All I have to say is, I don't know if it's reasonable if the college football season gets played out to its fullest. So I think if you're a fan looking at college football right now, you have to go into it, go into the season thinking, this season probably won't start, and if it does, it probably won't play out. Most likely won't play out. In, in reality, I don't think it will. Yeah, and with that unfortunate, sad truth that we're all going to have to deal with, I think this would be a decent time to wrap up today's podcast. We, I want to thank everyone for listening, and... Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.